0: Well, it's Thursday, and that means that our hiking expert, Tim Lundy, joins us. One of the essential items when going on a hike is water because it cools you down, it hydrates you. And as we all now know, with the coronavirus, it's used to clean when needed. Uh, A reminder to all of us to just keep washing your hands and keep sanitizing and uh, keep safe at all times. And we can also encounter water when out and about when we are hiking, uh, and whether it be streams or dams or waterfalls. I look at the waterfalls out in Worcester. For instance, there were some beautiful, if you um, head out of the tunnel and you look at the mountain over there, there's some beautiful waterfalls in that particular area, which are probably now turned into snow. And in fact, uh, some of them may even seek out bodies of water while walking. You know, if it's a dam or a lake or something. I know Tiervarteskloof is very uh, well known uh, for, for, for people going there and hiking and spending time over there. Tim is here to talk to us about all things water when it comes to hiking. Good evening, Tim. Good evening, Then, How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Staying COVID free and, um, yeah, staying indoors with this cold weather. So the cold front has hit us. It's arrived, um, a bit of rain out there. I think today, tomorrow and on Saturday, where can we actually hike? Because I know that number of people were asking Rafilwe this morning about, um, silver mine that it was open and now it's closed. And if you're looking at Cape Point also, it was open and now it's closed. So where can we actually hike them?
1: You know, look, there's loads of places on, on Table Mountain. There's lots and lots of places that you can go to look for for places with water um, in terms of waterfalls, um, streams, rivers, you know, that that fall. You know, I think it's one thing that when we're out in the mountains that I really love is the sound of running water. It's a really it's a really nice um, element to, to listen to.
0: Yeah, and uh, do waterfalls... Um, sort of uh, you know that are easy enough to go and visit after the rain are there any of those waterfalls I, I know that Worcester if you go along that stretch between the tunnel and the way bridge there are a number of beautiful waterfalls out there but I don't know whether people yes. can actually access those waterfalls
1: so there are some waterfalls out there that you can access but for the majority of them you you are not able to um, but you've got Crom River out that way that you can go to but again at this time of the year that route. I think the permits are actually not allowed mm. because the route is actually just quite dangerous when, you know, it's one thing going to a waterfall, it's another thing trying to get there and get back safely. Yeah. So you've got to take that into account. Waterfalls means that it's been raining, which means everything's wet. And often you'll go through areas that are very slippery and wet, so you have to be very careful.
0: What should we remember for safety around water when hiking? Because as I said, it's not just the waterfalls, it's dams, it's rivers uh, and all those things. So what, what must hikers be very alert of when they are around water?
1: yeah I think one of the things that like I always take is is just a bit of rope. Um, you know if you're going to try and cross a river, having a bit of rope in somebody's hand, you never tie it around their body to to have that to just help stabilise the person um, going across It also just helps uh, you've got a lifeline between either side of the river to allow the rest of the people to just have a bit of stability. Um, the flow of the water, how how vicious is that flow and then flash floods Um, you know we we hear often when when there's huge downpours people try and cross rivers thinking they're going to get to the other side and um, the force of water i think we often just underestimate how powerful it can actually be and the depths as well Um, you you see it you you think it's not normally this deep or it's not normally deep try and cross over it and find out a huge amount of water's come down and it'll take you down with you. Um, and then loose material around the river, you know, rivers, often boulders and stuff will be actually moving under the surface of the water that you won't see. Um, so those are, those are the sort of dangers that you have to really be, be aware of when approaching rivers or waterfalls or just being out generally when it's absolutely pouring down with rain. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um... Besides a piece of rope and being careful around water, what is the one piece of equipment you'd like to see uh, use when hiking near rivers and slippery surfaces?
1: So one item that I, for years, never thought very much of, and now it doesn't ever leave my side, it's always in my backpack if I need it, and that's a hiking pole. Um, and when you're crossing rivers... Um, you know, when you become a guide, that's one of the things that teach you safety around water is the uses that you can actually get out of a hiking pole. Um, The stability that you get. I mean, if you can imagine like a tripod, you're trying to cross a river with two legs. It's going to, you know, as soon as you get bowled over, you've got nothing supporting you. Whereas if you're leaning into a walking stick, leaning and and facing upriver, you have a much better chance of actually getting across that river safely. So hiking pole is one of those things that um, you can, it will give you the depth of the water and and just the stability that you you could need to to get across the river. Mm -hmm.
0: And these hiking poles are obviously available at most of the retail stores where you can actually buy a good, proper, solid, sturdy one, uh, not just pick up a piece of you know, pipe at home and think that this is going to help you.
1: Yeah, look, I mean, there are lots of hiking poles. I think you get these aluminium ones, and I mean, I've got a titanium one that somebody gave me, which is a it's nice and light. Um, but you look anything from a you know, people make their own sort of hiking poles or staffs, um that that also help out. Um, but uh, the, these, these new modern ones now are adjustable, so you can actually adjust the height which I find is very important because you never use a hiking stick at the same level um, when you're going downhill compared to uphill. No. It's much longer when you're going downhill to give you the support.
0: Okay, so we've got the rope, we've got the the hiking pole. Anything else that you should be carrying with you near water? Um, sh- for are, are shoes Just, very important around water, What you know, the, 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 yeah, the sole I mean, of you, your shoes?
1: Most, most shoes these days have got some sort of form of waterproofing. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's only going to hold for just so long and then everything gets wet. So I think if you're going to go out hiking in the rain and you've got to expect to to come back absolutely drenched and and sodden, what what the shoes do and, and, and the gear that you've got, it'll slow that process down. So you won't be out in the rain for five minutes and get absolutely drenched because then you start running the risk of hypothermia.
0: You're chatting to Tim Lundy this evening we're chatting about water and uh, what happens around water when you're busy hiking, there are some hiking trails and hiking areas that are available for you to, to to go to I suppose Tim will tell us exactly at the end of this exactly where you can find that information and if you've been out there hiking, um le- level 3 lockdown now, uh, you've found some interesting things, you can give us a call on 21 4460567 or you can chat to us on the WhatsApp line which is on 07 to 567 5, When should you not go to see a waterfall? When is it dangerous to go around it?
1: I'm kind of like now, <laughs> when all this <laughs> rain is now starting to arrive. You know, that, that water is now collecting up in the mountains and it's going to start coming down. So within an hour or two, those waterfalls are going to be at full tilt, and you don't want to be anywhere near a, a big river or a river that has. Got water in it, but not terribly um, fast flowing. But after heavy rains, like this they become very fast flowing. In Cape Town, we've obviously got much higher mountains with very steep drop-offs, so the water runoff. You'll always notice the waterfalls around here um, that you see in some Mullins. Those mm-hmm. last for like a day or two, and then they seem to disappear. The water still there, we just can't see um, how dramatic it actually is because the, the flow has, has reduced. But that initial flow is, is a huge amount of water and can be very dangerous if you're trying to um, cross a river or do an emergency cross, crossing of a river. Um, it, it, It's yeah, the the force of water can be very scary
0: Mm. with with a lot of pollution and a lot of things happening in rivers and uh, you know, things happening downstream. I watch um places in Johannesburg where where rivers I think on Carte Blanche one day I saw rivers were just completely flooded with polluted stuff. Um, yeah, are the rivers in Cape Town the water in those rivers certain of them safe to drink?
1: So, I would say on the mountains, absolutely. I've been drinking it for coming up for 40 years now. Um, I've never got sick, and the one thing I will say is that once you reach the urban edge, below that, I won't drink, because now you're having pollutants and stuff going into the water. Mm. Um, You've got drain water coming in, so it starts to taint the water, but higher up on the mountains... I've never, ever had a problem with it, and and the water is probably, in my opinion, it's better than the water that you get out of the tap because it doesn't have all the chemicals and stuff they throw in to make the water see through.
0: Yeah. isn't it the nicest thing when you get to the top of Table Mountain somewhere and you take your hand in that river or in the dam and you take your hand and you actually take two hands full and you scoop that water, that ice-cold water, into your mouth? It's probably the best thing ever, hey?
1: Oh, absolutely. And (laughs) I'll tell you, the, the thing about table mountain water, and also to the Western Cape, is that because a lot of it actually flows through boards, mm. um you've heard of Buku water and Buku brandy and stuff, that water will flow through that vegetation, um, which may have Buku or, or all sorts of other plants, and it actually gives the water some flavor. So it's actually really, really nice. Yeah. What, is Very most, unique.
0: what is the most dangerous hike you've taken on while it was raining and the rivers were starting to swell?
1: Well, that's got to be uh, what I did about five, six years ago in Orange Cliff, And the only reason we, we persisted with it is because I had a whole bunch of professionals with me. So I knew that we were in, I didn't have sort of fly nights sort of first timers with me. And because it's Orange Cliff, you book a permit and it's sort of three, four months in advance that you get that permit. Um, and it's not everybody that can get that permit. It's um, mostly guides and sandparks, rangers and MCSA. So I was determined to go on the walk. And of course, the day that we were going for the walk, uh, and an almighty storm hit us. We went through two hailstorms, four lightning storms um, and nine emergency river crossings Gosh. because the rivers had come down um, flowing. And we used rope and stuff like that to actually to get everyone across safely.
0: You um are about to start and we're chatting to Tim Lundy, our hiking expert, and about water and to how to stay safe around uh, water, whether it's a river, whether it's a dam or anything like that. Uh, if you have any suggestions, give us a call on 214 If you've been out there hiking, we'd love to hear from you exactly where you have been hiking. Uh, you're starting up a YouTube channel. What are the plans there, Tim?
1: Yeah, so the YouTube channel, I actually started a couple of years ago, and I've got to be honest, I'm not the most tech safety kind of guy. so. It, it kind of, I started off with it and then just didn't understand why it wouldn't grow. But um, it it needed water and <laughs> things to make it grow and um, a little bit more attention. Now with COVID, I've sort of revisited the whole idea. And uh, two weeks ago, I walked in the snow and did a video there. And it got such huge response on Facebook. I thought, well, let me try this again, but this time put it back onto Facebook and then try and promote it everywhere else. And so that's what I've done. So it's Hiking with Tim Lundy is the, the um, YouTube channel. So the idea is that I grow it and that I won't just do walks in Cape Town. It will be South Africa. It will be overseas as well as the channel grows and I'm able to afford um, with patrons and stuff paying to be able to go and explore new places and make better videos and get better equipment and stuff like that. So to make it more exciting.
0: I've been watching a guy called Mark Wiens and another guy called Sonny and the Food Ranger. And these guys are huge on YouTube with with what they do in terms of food. And uh, maybe one day we'll say, Tim Lundy, um, you know, you can retire with all the advertising money you'll be getting on YouTube. Um, any other details of where to go this weekend and uh, where to be hiking this weekend, uh, Your uh, your um, websites and stuff like that?
1: Look, generally, I would say most people are going to stay in this weekend because we are in four four days of rain. It's obviously raining right now, and then the whole of tomorrow, Saturday, there's another front coming in, um, which lasts all the way through to Sunday. So my feeling is that there are going to be lots of people that are not going to go onto the mountain, which I'm only too happy about because these kind of conditions make it very, very tricky. And this week alone, we've already had quite a few rescues of, of people that have been out there. So this time of the year, it's very slippery. It's wet, um, but if you do need to go out, I would say go do the lower slope walks, do sort of the pipe track, um, the contour path around Kirstenbosch, Constantia Neck, um, but also just plan not to be out there for too long. Hypothermia is a real. Big threat at this time of the year, mm. and sometimes we plan to go for two, three hours. We end up like a couple the other night. Landed up, they started at ten in the morning. We got to them at ten o'clock at night. So, and they were in shorts by the time I got to them. So, it, it's um, yeah. The, you, you plan for three, four hours, and I said to them, the the big lesson from this is always, always, always plan for the worst, hope for the best.
0: Tim Lundy, thank you so much for sharing your insights and your expert on hiking and exactly what to do in and around water. Have yourself a wonderful evening and we look forward to that YouTube channel of yours.